episode of Impact Today. We are Mark and Victoria Bowling. We're evangelists and teachers of the Word of God. We're so excited that you decided to join us today. And I just want to encourage you to grab a Bible and a notebook because we are going to teach out of the Word of God as you take notes and you get it inside of you and maybe go back later and review it, you'll really give the Word of God a chance to get into your heart, into your life, and really make an impact. Also wanna encourage you to visit our website at impacttoday.com where you can access all the previous episodes that we've ever made of this TV show. It'll really be a blessing in your life, especially if you need healing in your body. Um, we've gotten reports from people that have gone to our website and watched past episodes and received their miracle from God. So that can be you too. If God did it for one, he'll do it for another, right? Amen. We're really excited um, about what we're teaching today. We've been taking time to look at many of the miracle stories found in the Gospels, in the Bible, which is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. In these books, which are the first four books of the New Testament, um, we find a historical record of what Jesus did while he walked this earth. So we're taking these different miracle testimonies mm -hmm. and we're really looking at them and picking them apart to see, you know, what did Jesus do? Mm -hmm. What did the person who needed healing do? Uh, what did other people do? And how did they receive their healing? Because we know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he doesn't change. And we know that if we do the same thing that these people did, we can get the same results. So today, what miracle story are we looking at? We are looking at the raising of Jairus' daughter from the dead. Awesome. It is an amazing story. You can find this story in Matthew chapter 9, Luke chapter 8. But for the sake of time, we're going to read Mark's account, Mark chapter 5, because Mark has the most detail and it's the most complete um, record of uh, this miracle. And so starting with Mark chapter 5. Verse 22. Yes. Now, let, before we even go there, let me just... It's really cool to look at the, the whole background of this. First, Jesus had and his disciples had been teaching, and they left this crowd to go across the Sea of Galilee. And when they're crossing the Sea of Galilee, that's when this huge storm rises up, and the disciples think they're going to die. Mm -hmm. And they're fishermen. You know, four of them were. They were professional fishermen. Jesus was asleep on the boat. He comes back from the, the, the hinder part of the ship after they wake him and say, Master, don't you care that, we die, that we're going to die? And he rebukes the wind and the waves. There's instant calm. It's a miracle. And I'm not going to give you the details of that, but they get to the other side. They end up casting the devil, actually a legion of demons, out of two men. Mm-hmm. And then they get right back in the boat and cross back the, the Sea of Galilee. So Jesus made a trip across the Sea of Galilee just for those two individuals. Amazing. Who end up, one of them ends up preaching the gospel in Decapolis, which is a, uh, a ten city community. Very awesome. But they come back, and when they come back, the Bible says 
there's a crowd of people waiting for him. Mm -hmm. That is the context of what we're about to read right now. So, and starting in Mark chapter 5, verse 22, let's see what it says. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, and she that she may be healed, and she will live. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now we're going to skip to verse 35, because here in verse 25 through 34, something else is happening. Mm -hmm. But now we're going to pick up on verse 35. While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not be afraid, only believe. And he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult and those who wept and wailed loudly. When he came in, he said to them, Why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kumi, which is translated, Little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age. And they were overcome with great amazement, but he commanded them strictly that no one should know it. And he said that something should be given her to eat. Praise God. What a story. What a story story. So they, they get onto the shore and they're met by this crowd. And through the crowd comes this man by the name of Jairus. Now, it's very interesting. Now, the, the story we skipped was the healing of the woman with the issue of blood. Now, notice it doesn't give her name. She was not well known. And so she remains nameless to this day. But Jairus, the Holy Spirit saw fit to have the writers give his name. And the reason why is because this man was very famous. He was a ruler of the synagogue. And this is the guy who comes in desperation, comes through the crowd and falls at, actually throws himself at Jesus' feet. With his nose to the ground, if you look at the Greek, he throws himself at Jesus' feet, prostrates himself, touches his nose to the ground, and begins to worship him and beg Jesus to come to minister to his daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, that's quite, uh, that is quite a scene when you think about it because... The Jews were opposed to Jesus. Mm -hmm. They were against Jesus. And he, the, the religious leaders were against Jesus. And here he is, a religious leader, now acknowledging that Jesus is the Messiah. And he comes with desperation 
and pleads with Jesus to come to his house. It's quite a scene. You know, if you just read it casually, you don't realize the ramifications of what's happening. But this is a very big deal. Well, I mean, people came to Jesus all the time for healing, but you don't see religious leaders doing that. Right. Even uh, Nicodemus mm -hmm. was a religious leader, and he came to Jesus in secret. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and if you remember, if you recall, if you've seen previous episodes, we talked about the healing of the paralytic in Luke chapter 5, where he's lowered through the roof right. to the feet of Jesus. He couldn't get to Jesus the normal way on, you know, just walking up to him because the house was filled with religious leaders from all the surrounding region. And the Bible says the power of the Lord was present to heal them, yet not one of them received. The paralyzed man received. So why? They didn't receive his ministry. Mm -hmm. They were offended at him. The power of God was present to heal them, yet they did not receive healing. So it's a big deal here that this religious leader, a ruler of the synagogue, he's not just a religious leader, he's a ruler of the synagogue. Mm -hmm. He comes and he throws himself at Jesus' feet and worships him and begs him to come. It's a very, very awesome thing. So in this story, we see four different acts of Jairus. The first one is there's an act of humility, which we actually just kind of talked right. about. He actually, in front of everybody, throws himself at the feet of Jesus. Basically, he's letting everyone know yeah. this is the Messiah. I mean, I mean, think about it. Put yourself in his shoes. How many of you, maybe you're not well-known, would you do that in front of a whole crowd of people? Right. Run through the crowd or work your way through the crowd and fall, your, fall at Jesus' feet and plead openly with everybody else around? Some people would be too proud to even do that. But it's even more magnified here for the fact that this man was well-known. He was a well-known figure. And he's part of a, a religious system that opposed the ministry of Jesus. And yet he comes in front of everybody and falls at his feet and, does, and pleads for his daughter's sake. Well, that, you know, it's because he was desperate. Yeah. You know, when people are desperate, mm -hmm. sometimes they do things they wouldn't normally do. That's right. right? And that's actually the second act that we're, we're seeing here, we're observing. It was an act of humility, number one. It was an act of desperation. Maybe this desperation caused him to actually see Jesus for who he is mm. because nothing else was helping him. And he had heard of the miracles that Jesus was performing. And so maybe that desperation caused him to swallow his pride right. and come running to Jesus Christ. Right. So the third thing we see was an act of worship. We've already pointed it out, but we want you to see it in detail. Number one, act of humility. Number two, an act of desperation. Number three, there was an act of worship. Here he is worshiping Jesus, acknowledging he is the son of the living God. And in the Greek, anytime there's the word worship, it implies falling down on the knees, sometimes putting your face to the ground. And that's exactly what happens here. 
And the fourth thing is an act of faith. Now, how do we know this is an act of faith? Notice what he says and put yourself in his shoes. He said, Jesus, you need to come to my house. My daughter is basically dead. If you read Matthew's account, that's basically what he's saying here. My daughter is basically dead. Here in Mark's account, it says she's at the point of death. And what that really means is the final grasp. I always get a picture of when I read this with that in mind, I I picture someone who's like drowning in the sea. They don't know how to swim. And they see some people high up and they're kind of like right before they go down under the ground or under the under the water or someone who's like hanging on a, a cliff you know and someone's got them and they're barely holding on to them that is the the picture you need to have here his daughter has been sick for some time and she's at the point of death she's basically on her final breath with that in mind that's the context this is what Jairus says to Jesus come to my house lay your hand on her that she may be healed and she will live so few would have done or said what Jairus said if right. they were in the same situation they would have already given up most yes. people yeah yeah so many just they give up they quit you know why their eyes are off Jesus and their eyes are on the circumstance. But again, an act of faith. He said, you come, you lay your hand on my daughter, she will be healed and she will live. You know, one thing we've emphasized in many of our episodes Mm -hmm. is that faith uh, believes in the heart, speaks with the mouth. Mm -hmm. And this is reminding me of another story that we already taught about mm-hmm. um, where somebody died mm-hmm. but or was dying, and that is the centurion's servant, mm-hmm. right? And he had a, um, faith. Mm-hmm. He had an act of faith by saying something, but it was completely different. Yeah. He said, Jesus, you don't have to come to my house. Mm-hmm. You speak the word, and my servant will be healed. Yeah. But that's where his faith was at. This guy is saying, you come to my house, you lay your hand on her, and she'll be healed. They're both faith. Mm-hmm. They're both believing something and speaking something. Yes. Which, when you speak that out, you're releasing your faith. And guess what? Jesus hooked up with both of those. That's right. And actually, uh, right in this story, sandwiched in the middle of it, we skipped reading it for the sake of time, is the woman with the flow of blood. And she had, she said, Yeah, she was sick for 12 years, and she said... She said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made... I know I'll be healed. And what'd she do? She She got up. (laughs) She got up. Yeah. She she came through this crowd that we read about, and she touched the hem of his garment. And she was made whole. Yes. So one said, you don't have to come, just speak, Mm -hmm. and my servant will be healed. One said, come to my house, lay your hand on her, and she'll be healed. One said, 
if I just touch the hem of his garment, mm -hmm. I'll be healed. They all believed something different. Mm -hmm. They all spoke it out and they all got what they said. Amen. Jesus said in Mark 11, mm -hmm. 24 or 23? 23. 23. That whatever you believe mm -hmm. and you say, you will have whatever you say. Amen. And here we see three different occasions yes. where that proved to be true. Hallelujah. It's important what you say. Mm -hmm. It's important what you believe. And then you got to say what you, what believe. you believe. Amen. Amen. The most important thing you need to believe is that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died for our sins. Yes. According to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he rose again so that we could be made righteous, just like he's righteous. Amen. Amen. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, He who knew no sin became sin on our behalf, so that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Glory to God. That's good news. Jesus loves you, just like he loved Jairus' daughter. Uh, he loves you. He died for you. He wants to save you. He wants to heal you. And it first begins by saying, Jesus, I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again. I repent for my sin. I receive your forgiveness. Yes. Now come, live inside of me. I confess you as the Lord of my life. Yes. And he will do it. Hallelujah. Right now, I want to encourage you. Wherever you're at, close your eyes. Maybe lift your hands or put your hands on your heart as an outward sign. You're going to pray with all of your heart and say this after me. Dear God in heaven. Dear God in heaven. I acknowledge I'm a sinner. I acknowledge I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. I need a Savior. I believe. I believe. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Is your son. Is your son. He died on the cross. He died on the cross. He rose again. He rose again. Therefore, therefore, I confess. I confess. He's my Lord. He is my Lord. I receive him as my Savior. I receive him as my Savior. I repent of my sin. I repent of my sin. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your forgiveness. And I thank you. And I thank you. According to your promise. According to your promise. You save me now. You save me now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Dear friend, if you prayed that prayer, I want to encourage you. The Bible says your sins are forgiven. Actually, you're a brand new person in Christ Jesus, a brand new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. 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 I'm going to pray for you right now if you're sick in body. We're going to visit this story again next week. Mm -hmm. But for right now, I'm going to pray for you. I want you to put your hand on the part of your body that's sick. Thank Expect you. miracles. Just received a report. Uh, yesterday, uh, last week, a man was watching this program, and uh, he was healed of a hernia while watching. Wow. Many miracles are happening, but that's the one I received. I want to pray for you right now. Get ready to receive your miracle. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. we thank you for your miracle life, your resurrection power flowing right now into the lives, into the bodies, into the minds of the people. We command the, the diseases to depart. And Father, we ask you in Jesus' name to heal them, 
from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. We thank you for miracles in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you. We believe. We count it done. If you prayed to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or if you're experiencing a miracle in your body, we want to hear from you. So please make sure you call the number on the screen and let somebody know what God is doing in your life. Amen. We love you, and we'll see you next week. God bless.